I was really enjoying picturing Kelly as a kid reading this book because the number of times we've read books for this podcast where Kelly's been like, I thought this was a mystery and I wanted to figure it out. And she gets like so into it. Yeah. And so reading this book, I was like, oh, I get it. I get where she like fostered that. And it was really adorable. Hi, everybody. Welcome to BYOB, the Bring Your Own Book podcast. I'm Nikki. And I'm Kelly. And this week we are talking about Chasing Vermeer by Blue Balliot. This is the first book in our childhood favorite series. And along with our childhood favorites, we also have our favorite co-host joining us again. We have Tilly with us for this and our next three episodes. We have a summer full of Tilly for you guys. And yeah, I'm just so excited to talk about these books. And we're so happy that Tilly can be here. And before we jump in, Kelly's going to read the synopsis for you all. All right. When a book of unexplainable occurrences brings Petra Andaly and Calder Pillay together, strange things start to happen. Seemingly unrelated events connect. An eccentric old woman seeks their company, and an invaluable Vermeer painting disappears. Before they know it, the two find themselves at the center of an international art scandal, where no one, neighbors, parents, teachers, is spared from suspicion. As Petra and Calder are drawn clue by clue into a mysterious labyrinth, they must draw on their powers of intuition, their problem-solving skills, and their knowledge of Vermeer. Can they decipher a crime that has left even the FBI baffled? Blue Balliot's bewitching first novel is a puzzle, wrapped in a mystery, disguised as an adventure, and delivered as a work of art. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> Hence Tilly, why, why I chose don't... it. <laughs> Yes, this is Killy. Killy? Killy. <laughs> Killy. Philly, I, I know her. Philly and Killy and, you know, yeah, we're back in, in the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this Killy is, and Tiki and Nelly. <laughs> this is Kelly's choice yes. for the childhood favorites. Wow. The tongue tie that's happening to me. And since... Kelly has read it before, and she loved it. I'm going to start with Tilly, and I'd love to hear what your thoughts are about this book. Sure, I've already read it before too. Is that oh, okay? nice. <laughs> Did you want? Does that does that make sense then for me to go or like how? Does no, that you go. You're the guest. Communicated. No. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I actually was able to track down my childhood copy of this book, which was great, uh, because I hadn't read it in a long time, probably, probably since the first time I read it as a kid. Um, and I believe I bought it at a Scholastic book fair, at least it's got the big Scholastic thing on it. And nice. it has a sticker on the front that says two ninety nine special value three ninety nine in Canada. Oh and my. like, holy moly, can you not get books for that price anymore? Not no. new. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was it was delightful to reread. I remember really liking it as a kid because I'm really into puzzles and like logical like clues and patterns. I was ex- I was extremely into that as a kid. Um, 
I didn't remember very much of the story. I remembered that it was about art and art history. And um, I have like a slight personal connection, which is that uh, Vermeer's girl with a pearl earring painting, my grandmother insists that that girl looks like me, which I do not like believe or see. (laughs) But every time Vermeer is brought up, my grandmother's like, oh, it's Tilly. It's Tilly with the pearl (laughs) earring. Like she has a whole thing about it. Anyway, so it was kind of fun to to revisit. Um, Yeah, I had a great time. I think it was like less, uh, exciting as an adult, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's written for children. Um, but it's still got a lot of like kind of thriller elements and the mystery and mm-hmm. all the little puzzles that are kind of like sprinkled within. I did get out my pen and paper to decode some of the things. Yeah. I really enjoyed looking at the illustrations. And um, yeah, I just had a fun time rereading it. I think I gave it a four out of five. Yay! Nice. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Nikki, what were your thoughts? So I had not read this book before. I had never heard of it. Um, I was really into mystery stuff when I was a kid, too. Um, I think I would have loved this when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I ended up giving it a 3.5. And I think that's purely just for the fact that I'm a 27-year-old woman (laughs) reading a book that's meant for 11 or 12-year-olds, you know? But yeah, I, I really liked the overall like plot of the book there were certain things that at the beginning i was like oh that's really cool that they're they're incorporating like what what 11 year olds would think is a mystery Mm. but then by the end of the book i was like are those things actually part of the mystery and i was kind of confused about what the author's intention was with their book by charles fort Mm-hmm. And the like, all the coincidences and the blue and stuff. Cause I was at the beginning, I was like, oh, that's like when you're little and you're playing and you're like trying to find things that can make like a clue. Mm. But then by the end of it, I was like, were they actually supposed to be real clues? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. So I, I wasn't totally sold on that idea, but I yeah. did really like the characters and their friendship. And I loved the like connection that they had to the adults that got the letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first, um, the first chapter where you see the, le- the, the three adults get the letters. I was like, Oh, this is so cool. And then they didn't really talk about it until like 50% of the way through the book. And I was like, could we please get back to the important part (laughs) that I'm waiting for? (laughs) (laughs) But it was fun. It was such a good time. And I liked the, I liked that there was like clues in it. And I, I mean, we were talking before, I didn't know that the pictures had clues because I couldn't see the pictures very well on my Kindle. But mm. I liked the drawings. That was very nice. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, <laughs> how'd you feel? <laughs> I gave this a five purely based on nostalgia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but if I was reading it for the first time, I would probably be like a four, I think. Because, yeah, I agree with both of you. I think there are moments in here where you're like, that was quite the conclusion to have drawn, <laughs> you know? Yep. <laughs> But I love the atmosphere. I love the setting of being on this Chicago campus. Um, Mm -hmm. I also loved reading all the like little fun factoids littered throughout the book, like about the buildings or about John Dewey and that's his school and all this stuff. Like, I just love that. I love little 
fun snippets of info that you're like, that's not really worth anything, but it's kind of cool because it like paints a better picture of where they are. Right. So I really liked that. I loved that as a kid. As a kid, I was obsessed with Petra and Calder. I wanted to be their best friend. Um, (laughs) I just, I love, I love this kind of adventure where it's like, what's going on? We got to figure it out. And I loved that there wasn't like a adults versus kids kind of theme Mm. in this book where it sometimes is like the adults are scary and like they're the bad guys. They don't understand, you know, like there were some things where it's like, you know, we're not going to tell our parents because X, Y, Z or like um, the, oh God, what's her name? Mrs. Sharp. Sharp. Thank you. Mrs. Sharp kind of scared them sometimes, but they also really loved her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just liked, I just found it really cozy and I haven't read this since I was a kid. I've read it a few times, but like, I don't know what the last time was, but I can show you guys. This was my original copy and I don't know if you can see Aww, my cute. maiden name, my little kid writing <laughs> my name in there. But, um, yeah, the illustrator, Brett Hill, Brett Hellquist, wow, did the pictures for a series of unfortunate events. So, oh, that's why oh. the style's so familiar. Yeah. So that's I just, awesome. yeah, I just think it's so cute. And I didn't pick up on this when I was a kid, which, I mean, <laughs> explains a lot about me, but <laughs> I didn't pick up any of the cute little, like, crush moments in this book of, like, Calder not knowing how to talk to Petra or, like, mm. oh, I love her hair or, like, what is she going to think about this idea I have? Whatever. I didn't pick up on that as a kid because I was just like, they're best friends. They're solving a mystery. They right. He loves pentominoes. I wanted pentominoes after I read this as a kid. I don't like math. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but I was like, these blocks are so cool. I want to make rectangles, whatever. Who was I? I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> I love this book. I love it still. The sequel is also really good there's two more oh, I didn't books know there was... oh yeah there's four books total and there's quite a gap between the books like from when they were published but mm. i think they're all like around the same age in the books right um but the second book the right three it's like frank lloyd Wright, and they actually oh. yeah they go to his house because there's a house in chicago like a famous one and there's a mystery with the house. And so all the pictures are like really cool Ooh. geometrical illustrations of the house and super fun. So I've only read the first two. But if you want a fun, quick read that's like a similar kind of puzzle solving thing, I really like that one. I can't speak on the other two. <laughs> kind of scared to read the other two. But yeah. Nice. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. I didn't realize there were a series. That kind of yeah. makes sense because I feel like the ending of this one was like so neat and so like it, it wrapped up so quickly yeah. that I kind of found myself like wishing for a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I've also heard this called like the Da Vinci Code for kids, <laughs> which I think is really cute. Yeah. Kind of the whole like art, art mystery. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Adorable. <laughs> I also really love. Um, the whole like idea or like motif, I guess, if you will, <laughs> throughout the book of like what is coincidence, like what you were saying, Nikki, yeah. like what is coincidence? What is what is a sign being sent to me versus I just saw something right. and then my mind went or whatever? Like, 
Mm-hmm. I I know that I picked up on that as a kid, but I forgot about it. And so right. rereading it again, I just thought it was so much fun and so interesting of like, yeah, like, what is that dream? What is this? What's that? Did they just figure it out? I don't know. And I would love to know, like, do they explain their findings to the police after? How do you explain that? Right. I see dark wood. She must be in this building, you know? Yeah. I picked the up dreams. the P pentomino and it told me that it meant this word. And these <laughs> these men are like, get out of here, kid. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, there was a lot of interesting stuff about, like, perception and kind of, like, a kid having different perceptions than adults do. Yeah. There was this one phrase about they were talking about measuring something. I think it was an assignment that their teacher had given them. And I, I forget whether it was Calder or Petra, I think it might have been Calder, who was saying that it's as heavy as a bag of chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I love that kind of creative description of I think as adults, you kind of lose your sense of playfulness mm-hmm. and of like your imagination. Uh, and so I was really enjoying reading this book. I thought it was really true to like a kid's imagination. Mm-hmm. And it kind of made me like rediscover my wonder a little bit. So Aww. that was really sweet. Aww. Yeah. I love that. That's so cute. I'm so happy. <laughs> I didn't do anything, but I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> you made me read it again. That's, That's true. something. That yeah. I did. No. <laughs> you held me at gunpoint and made me read it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I pulled out the G pentomino. There's no G. <laughs> the gun. Uh, Tilly, read this. The most threatening uh, of pentominoes. <laughs> did, so there are also bonus features in this book, listeners. There's yeah. a code. There's a code that um, Calder and his friend Tommy. I don't know why I'm holding the book up. Like, no one can see this. Just you two. <laughs> That's okay. You can show it to us. Product placement. (laughs) There's a code in the book between Calder and his friend Tommy, and they write letters to each other in this code, which I think is so cute and such a kid thing to do of, like, we have a secret language that no one else can understand. Um, I did have to flip back and forth a lot to figure out what they're going to be talking about, because at first I was like, do I need to know? And then I was like, yes, I need to know. (laughs) I can't just Yeah, they don't explain it. Not really. Yeah. And then there's also, like, a secret puzzle with not every photo, but some of the illustrations. Every other photo. It was, like, the even ones and not the odd ones, I think. Or maybe the other way around. I think there was... Now we're going to have a debate. I don't know. I feel like it was every third or something. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But there's not every illustration, but some of them have pentomino shapes in there. And then you have to, like, find them and then figure out what they spell and then that gives you some kind of answer relating to the mystery i guess there were also frogs in every other picture yes right a frog (laughs) because of that kid whose name was frog which what's up with that there there was like frogs falling from the sky and then there was the kid frog the kid named frog i'm like who names their kid frog unless it was a nickname but even then but that wasn't a kid that lived with them. That was a kid that lived by Tommy. Yeah. Yes. In New York. New York. Well, yeah. you know those New Yorkers. They name their kids weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 The puzzles were really fun. I, I did not spend as much time on the image puzzles as I as I probably could have. Same. And, and definitely I would have spent more time on them when I was a kid. Same. You know, trying to unlike unlock it all. <laughs> I was just like, I don't have time for this. I gotta read the story. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how it ends. <laughs> I was like, I have to read three books in a week, people. Like, oh my let's go. <laughs> At least they're all pretty short. Yes. Or quick. I don't know. Yes, definitely. 
Yeah, they were um, all fast-paced, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, reading this made me want to read more mysteries again, because mm-hmm. I love mysteries. I just feel like I go in waves of moods, right? So now I'm mm-hmm. getting back on the mystery train, and yeah, I had a lot of fun. I was- I was really enjoying picturing Kelly as a kid reading this book because the number of times we've read books for this podcast where Kelly's been like, I thought this was a mystery and I wanted to figure it out. And she gets like so into it. Yeah. And so reading this book, I was like, oh, I get it. I get where she like fostered that. And it was really adorable. Did you doing this little mini series experiment in a way, did either of you think like, wow, I'm getting such an insight on myself from my childhood because like, Yes. Like myself s- and you two. Yes, because so many books, like I'm now starting to reread other books that I liked as a kid and I'm like, wow, I loved this character. Why did I love this character? Why did I want to be just like them? You know, like yeah. all these things. And like Petra was like my Hermione 2.0. You know what I mean? Right. Cuz she's like yeah, she's got the bushy hair, she's got the smarts, she's got the respect your teachers like all this stuff oh. but she's kind of a weirdo too yeah. yeah and like kind of a little bit isolated from everyone else yeah oh i loved it no i i agree i feel like reading someone else's like favorite childhood whatever or like watching their favorite movie always gives you so much insight into them as a person and i, I this is a really fun little experiment i know i know this was like this ended up really good and i feel like I don't know. Like, I feel like we should do it again with different, well, yeah. obviously with different books, but like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's from like a different stage of our lives. Like, what was your favorite, like, teenage book or oh, something? Yeah. That would be fun. Oh, that yeah. would be difficult, but fun. Oh, there's, oh, I've got it one. It would be so Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, I get it. We all went through that. Oh, my God. I'd happily read Twilight again. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be this year. So it's yeah. like, oh, God, I'll just keep it in my memory <laughs> if we do this for the childhood again. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm trying to think of what mine would be. I don't know. I know. Probably. I'm looking back at my bookshelf and I'm like, what ones did I read when I was a teenager? I read so much Meg Cabot as a teen. I was going to say, probably a Meg Cabot book for me. Like, All-American Girl. Oof. Yes. Oh. Was she the one who wrote uh, The Princess Diaries? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I freaking loved All American Girl. I reread it last year. It was oh, amazing. So <laughs> I would probably choose um, Louise Renaissance. Renaissance? Renaissance? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Confessions of a... Oh, no, that's not it. Oh, shoot. What's it called? The Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging? Oh, I never read that. Georgia Nicholson. Oh. It was too scandalous. The, the cover freaked me out. Or like the title. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm too young for this. It is- I didn't know they were books. I watched the movie and I was like, oh, oh my yeah. God, I'm in love with this movie. The movie. There's a lot of books, I think. Yes. Yeah. The movie's a little different, but so cute. So I don't mm-hmm. mind. But like the books are hilarious. They're a hoot and a half. So maybe they'll pick that. We're already planning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's like, we're so far ahead of the game. <laughs> I loved this book called Megan Mead's Guide to the McGowan Boys when I was a kid. It was like, you know, just this girl who moves in with like seven brothers because her parents are like going in the army or something. And then she like thinks she has a crush on one of them. But then one of the other ones has like a crush on her. Oh, it's so it's like the closed door romance of teenagerhood. And there's no sex, but it was like 
thinking back to it, I'm like, oh, this is yeah. where it started for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, this is a why choose romance in the making, okay? Yeah. But, like, with it adults. <laughs> it's on my shelf. I've been thinking about rereading it. I'm like, <laughs> do it. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. I'm, I'm so glad we read this. I had a great time. <laughs> me too. Is there, like, a favorite part that either of you guys had, like, reading it back that you, like, that kind of like triggered your memory or anything Mm, good question you know i don't think there was i think i just enjoyed the whole of it because it really put me back to when i was a kid and i just felt so cozy like i was bundled up in a blanket with a hot chocolate i just it has this book has so many things i love as an adult still in Mm. like adult books or even just like vibes that I really vibe with, if you will. (laughs) So I don't know if I could pick a particular moment, and maybe that's a cop-out, but I just, I was smiling the whole time. I had a great time, so. Oh, good. Yeah. (laughs) I really remembered the, um, the image kind of near the end when they're they've got the painting and they're like running away and then someone like opens the car door and like oh, like yeah. someone gets hurt and then they get separated and they don't yeah. know where the painting is it was very um goldfinch vibes yeah I felt. like you know with the art heist yes. like not a heist but kind of a heist. yeah um it also i recently watched uh knives out the glass onion yes and <laughs> the beginning of this book was like oh this feels very much like that uh so that was that was fun for me because i feel like yeah th- those stories are always exciting like they kind of kindle your you're like ooh, what's gonna happen and like yeah. ooh, there's something fun in store and puzzles and it just like stretches your mind a little bit yeah, yeah. i love that my favorite part of this book was when they went down into the basement of the school Ooh. and Calder had to stay down there by himself all morning. Yeah. And he's like hiding like in the thing. And he's like, I didn't move for what felt like hours. And I was like, it was probably two minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I would be like. I'd be like, yeah. it's been days. And someone comes down and they're like, it's been 45 minutes. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. The light. <laughs> You know what? I do have a favorite moment, okay? All right, I was like, us. wait a sec. I love, it's a series of moments, but I love every time they would call each other and be like, I have a clue or I have something to tell you. Get out the notebook. And they'd go to each other's houses and like have hot yeah. chocolate and do the thing. Because I had one friend growing up who lived around the corner from me in my little subdivision. And I just always as a kid wanted to be able to be like, I'm going to Sarah's house and just like zip over and have a little hangout because you never are allowed to do that or I was never allowed. But like in books, they always are in movies. They always are. There's always like a fun like there's more independence in books and movies than when you're an actual kid, I find. And I just loved that. Like they would call each other and be like, I'm coming right over. Get the hot chocolate. Get out the blue M&Ms. Get your notebook. We've got a clue, you know? I loved it. So cute. (laughs) I wish I could leave everybody with a clue like this book, but alas, I cannot because you (laughs) cannot see anything I'm writing and I'm not writing anything. (laughs) So I hope everybody had a really great time with this episode and you want to come back for more because next time we're talking about my favorite childhood pick, which is Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief by Rick Riordan. So join us then until next time. Keep on drinking in great stories. Cheers.
next time on the Bring Your Own Book podcast. Look, I didn't want to be a half-blood.